Good morning. It's glad to see each and every one of you here over this overcast day. Let me give you a couple of announcements as I welcome you here for our early service. First of all, if you have a prayer request, if you'll raise your hands. Uh, looks like Mitch is uh, one of the ushers today, and we will give you a card that you can fill a prayer request out, and that will go to the prayer team this week, and we'll share it. If you want it shared in prayer time today, we will share it. If you just raise your hand now while the ushers are coming around. I want to remind you that next Sunday is the fifth Sunday of the August in which is traditionally we've been having combined services. And we will have a combined service uh, next Sunday at 10 a.m. And this it's time to go to the sanctuary. So there will not be service here in the Family Life Center next Sunday. There will be the combined service uh, at 10 a.m. in the sanctuary. So you may want to call somebody if you know somebody's missing that's usually here and let them know that uh, Reverend Dennis Lee will be bringing us our message as I will be on a vacation. Ice Cream Social is tonight at, what time is it? 5.30, 5.30 here in the Family Life Center. Uh, you're all welcome to come. We always invite our visitors to come and eat and have ice cream. You don't have to bring anything. You don't have to bring ice cream. All you got to bring is an appetite. So uh, we hope that you'll come and be part of our annual ice cream social. Um, Jeff and Lane Austin and Maggie and Goldie and Ellie, who are transferring to us from another church, he's the owner of Image East Video in downtown Greer. They uh, have a, had a conflict today with uh, things, so we're going to join them on September the 7th. I know it's in the bulletin, I think, that, that they were going to join today. They're going to join on September the 7th uh, as uh, officially into our membership, and they'll be received here at the 9 o'clock uh, service. Okay. Um, we are really, really, really happy to present uh, Troop 107. If I got that right? Troop 107. And uh, Alan Smith, who is our uh, scouting coordinator, will come up and he'll introduce everyone and the scouts will post the colors and lead us in the pledge. And um, this is their official welcome um, to our congregation. And they, they, then they're going to go over to the social hall in between services. And you're welcome. Welcome to go over there and greet them and see them. And if you hadn't had enough refreshments already, there's more refreshments over there. So you can stop by and get another, some more refreshments, see our scouts, families and scouts, and uh, welcome them officially to uh, Memorial United Methodist Church. If you do not know, and I was telling, sometimes I can make several announcements and people still don't know stuff. You know, it could be written down a hundred times. Uh, the scout troop will be uh, using the Rock House as their scout hut so you'll start seeing them over there uh, and using that building but we're really happy to have uh, uh, Mark and Bo and I don't know who else is with uh, them and Alan so if Alan if you'll come up here and and get us started we will officially welcome our scouts Good morning, everyone. Um, as you know, uh, the Boy Scouts are a boy-led organization. So, Senior Patrol Leader Field, present the colors.
Please stand. I don't know about you guys, but every time I see that, it's it's just the coolest thing, right? You got you got to you got to uh, got to appreciate the guys for that. Um, I'm excited to be here today as the church's uh, charter representative. Uh, fancy way of saying it's a kind of a go between between the scout troop and the church. Um, if anyone has anything at any time that they want to take to the scouts, or if the scouts have anything they want to take to the church. Please give me a call, contact me, um, and I'll be happy to be the conduit between the two. And uh, they're always looking for service hours. They're always looking for projects to do to advance in rank. And um, I, I think we've got a church that will uh, fulfill their needs. Um, a funny thing happened on the way to scout camp uh, one time. Um, we were, uh, you know, if you don't think God's got a plan, um, this little short story will, might... Uh, might lend you to believe that. Um, we were bunking, the, the, the adults bunked separately from the boys, and I uh, was bunking beside uh, Bo, and uh, we start talking, introducing each other. Where, where do we meet? What do we do? How many boys you got in your troop? Typical conversation. And uh, it became apparent that uh, Bo was a little befuddled about something. He's, uh, he had to have a new place for his boys to meet. And uh, we kept talking, and at some point during the weekend, the light bulb kind of came on with me, and I said, hey, you know, let me contact our pastor. Let's, let's see if he's got any ideas of what we can do or where we can do. And next thing you know, uh, Bo and the leadership is, uh, is meeting with the trustees, meeting with the pastor, and here we are. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an exciting thing to have these guys with us today. Um, at this time, I'd like to bring up uh, Mr. Bofield, who is the Troop Committee Chairman, and Mr. Mark Green, who is the Scoutmaster for Troop 107, to say a few words.
Good morning. Uh, we are so blessed to be here. Our scouts have been looking for a new home for over a year. And as Alan said, the Lord put us here. He opened the door. He opened the door so wide we fell through. And we are so excited about being here. We are a very active troop. We are a camping troop. We are a hiking troop. We have several boys in our troop that have done the 50-miler hiking badge. Uh, we've got almost all of our scouts have earned their camping merit badge, so we are an extremely active troop. Uh, we hope to get new boys every year. Uh, we've got an older troop right now. We've, most of our scouts are uh, up in rank, at least uh, first class and above, which is good, but we need some new scouts. We're going to start a pack also, so we'll have the cubbies with us, and that will be good, and they can, they can feed into the troop, and then the troop can grow, and the pack will grow, and before you know it, you're going to see little blue shirts and little brown shirts running around everywhere. But Mark and I have spent a lot of time in prayer about where God's going to put us, and we just left it in His hands, and He put us here, and we are so thankful. We thank each and every single one of you for opening your arms for us, and I thank each and every parent, and especially the scouts that are here this morning for representing Troop 107. As Alan said, I'm the committee chairman. I, I really try to stay out of most stuff. I leave that to Mark and his assistant scoutmasters, who we have uh, three here today. We have a couple of my committee members with us today. And we have a lot of support as far as the adults go. And that's what makes our troop so good, because we have mentors for this boy-led troop. And once again, Thank you. I'd like to introduce Mark Green, our Scoutmaster. Good morning. I appreciate this body taking on, providing our Scouts with a place to have a home. I firmly believe, and I've been involved with scouting and troops sponsored by the Methodist Church since the middle 70s, that scouting is the second greatest organization that the youth of America can be a part of, second only to a vibrant youth group. And through y'all's commitment to scouting, you're gonna to touch a lot of lives and provide boys with the opportunity to be exposed to the gospel of Christ, be exposed to the citizenship requirements of our nation, and we hope that they'll grow up to become productive citizens. Y'all see us around, we'll be asking for some help along the way. It's been so good to meet uh, your church leadership, and we look forward to becoming part of your fellowship. Thank you. Please come up here. Yeah, get out there with him. 
Pastor Curtis. Now for something really cool. Um, to um, finally, as a show of our support um, uh, for many years to come, and to officially make Memorial uh, your new home, guys, um, we'd like to present you with your new troop flag. former scouts in the congregation today. Stand up, please. Girl Scout, Boy Scout, Scouts in general. Welcome, Troop 107. Thanks, Alan. Thanks. One of the things we're going to do in between services is, is that our children's minister and our youth minister and your minister are going to be there talking to them about our children's and youth programs. Uh, hopefully some of these young men will want to be part of our youth program. And I just want to say something about it. We used Gravitopia last weekend as a way to evangelize the youth program. We had over 50 young people go to Gravitopia. So we're already talking. Paige and I were talking. The room that we moved into is already not big enough. So we may need the trustees. We might need to knock a wall out and expand those rooms. Okay? All right, let us begin our worship together. Will you stand and sing with us?
and pray with me. Precious Lord, we are so grateful to have this opportunity to come together in your presence. And we do believe that you are here right in our midst. And we are so grateful for your power to heal and the grace that you offer us each and every day. Join our hearts and our minds together now as we worship and we praise you this morning. In Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. If you will turn and greet your neighbor and children, come forward for the children's sermon. for you. Are you ready for my question? Are you always ready for my question? Okay. What are these? You, I cannot pull anything past you guys. 
Oh, you do need a Band-Aid. Okay, you'll be my helper in just a minute. Okay, when do you use Band-Aids? On your arm, Thomas says on his arm. Yes, ma'am. Whenever you're hurt. Whenever you're hurt. That's right. Any other answers? Okay. When you're bleeding. When you're bleeding, yes. Well, guess what? I have a different way to use Band-Aids. Do you see these shoes? Mama's out there understand what I'm getting ready to say. Do you see these shoes here? These shoes hurt my feet when I wear them. They rub against my heel. So you know how I use these band-aids? I use them before I get hurt. Yes, yours are. I use my band-aids before I get hurt. I put the band-aids on the back of my foot. I didn't do it this morning so that I could show you. Okay. Sometimes people call this a hot spot. Okay, so I put the Band-Aid on and it protects my heel from my shoe rubbing against me. Okay? Now, do you guys know what I have right here? This is the Bible. Okay. I have a little secret to tell you about adults. But you can't tell the adults that I told you, okay? Those are my notes. Um, adults sometimes use the Bible kind of like we use band-aids. We use the Bible after we've had an accident or once we're bleeding or once we're already hurt or somebody else is already hurt. We kind of go to it after. So guess what? In the book of Ephesians, Mr. Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. He writes in chapter 6, right around verse 16 and 17, he says, He says, um, Take up the shield of faith, and you can extinguish all the flames of arrows. And then he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. So he's telling us to be prepared and get things and use it. Like, I use the Band-Aids for my pretty shoes and use it to help ahead of time. You guys have been great helpers today. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for Band-Aids and thank you for the Bible. Help us to use them before and after we think we need them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. hear the prayers of these thy people (coughs) 
Oh God, this day we come before you. We come before you in awe of your majesty, your greatness, your love for us, your forgiveness, your compassion. And we pray, O oh Lord, this day uh, for each one here. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would bless them. We pray, O oh God, for these Boy Scouts and their leaders, O oh Lord, and their families. We pray that for the whole scouting organization and especially for Troop 107 as they begin their new journey here with us in the memorial. We pray, O oh God, that you continue to set before them God and country. O oh Lord, we pray this day for all those who are on our prayer list. We pray especially, O oh Lord, for the safety of the Christians that are being persecuted throughout this world. And we pray, O oh Lord, for those who are struggling with their faith, those who are trying to make life choices and decisions, O oh God. We pray and thank You that You are with them, that You will guide them. If they look to You, O oh Lord, they will get a sign of Your desire and will for them. And we pray, O oh God, for those in our congregation this day who could not be here with us. We pray, O oh Lord, for this successful beginning of the school year. We pray for our teachers and our administrators and our students and the teachers' aides and the cafeteria workers and the bus drivers and all those, O oh Lord, who are entrusted with care of our children. O oh Lord, we know that it's not an easy thing uh, to do, to be a disciple and to follow You. And Lord, we pray Your help through the power of the Holy Spirit that You would help us to be those disciples You've called us to be. We know that You bless and hear what we ask, for we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ who taught us to pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I was telling the worship team up here a while ago that I have uh, cut my sermon back because I wasn't sure how long the scouting thing would take. And uh, we have a hard break here because of Sunday school. I said, I cut my sermon back to a meditation. Okay? So all you who are visiting, make sure you come back to hear a full-blown sermon. All right? Uh, today's uh, scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 16. Verse 13 through 20. And Jesus, let me set the stage. Jesus and disciples have gone uh, a farthest away actually from Jerusalem that you can get uh, at this point in Jesus' career. This is the furthest he ever went away north. They went for some rest and recreation. And while in the region of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, Jesus asked? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, 
and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone at this time that he was the Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you again to call on us to worship. We thank you for your spirit that is with us and your presence to us. And let that same spirit guide us now, O oh Lord, as we seek to understand. We pray in your name. Amen. You know, when I was growing up, I loved superheroes. Now, the superheroes, believe it or not, some of them today are the same superheroes that I used to look in comic books and see. We didn't have all the movies that you get to see them. But these superheroes were always doing these miraculous things or wonderful things, and they were helping people, and they would save the day. They'd rush in, and then, people, and then they would disappear. And people would say things like, who is that? Who was that masked man? Anybody remember that? Who was that masked man? Where did he come from? Well, Jesus was a person who left people wondering oftentimes as to who he really was. And there was many various opinions. And so Jesus asked this question, and he wanted to make sure that his disciples understood if, who he was and why he was here. And Peter responds, you are the Christ. You are the anointed one, the promised one, the one from heaven that God has promised to us. And Jesus uses this confession to introduce the concept of the church. And He reveals His desire and purpose for the church. And this is the first time the word church is located in Scripture. Now during those few words that Jesus spoke, He declared several things about the church. And I, I want to point out three of them real quick. First, He declared, I will build my church. The word build conveys the idea of development, of increasing towards a goal, moving forward, progressing, making something that's substantial, that will last through eternity. And the church that Jesus built has survived for 2,000 years amidst persecution and disease and all kind of things just the corruption of the people who make it up, the church has always moved forward. It has always progressed towards a goal. Well, they begged the question to me, what stands in our way today of Jesus' desire for us that the church progress? Well, you see, it seems to me like in order for the church to progress, Jesus must be the center and focus of the church. It must not be the people. It must not be the building. It must not be the pastor. It must not be the programs. It must be Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ must be the focus of the church. It must be the center of our lives. And this involves commitment. Commitment. And there's no halfway being committed to Jesus Christ. There's no halfway to be committed to scouting, is there, scouts? You have to be committed to it. I ran across a, a story. It said one day a fox was observing a dog chasing a rabbit. Now the dog ran through the forest as hard as he could run. 
to try and catch this rabbit. But the rabbit was too quick. Every day, though, the same thing would happen. The dog would find this rabbit. He would chase him in order to eat him. And every day he would be unsuccessful. Finally, one day the fox was curious as to why this big, powerful dog couldn't catch this small, timid rabbit. And so he went up to the dog and he asked the dog, he said, how is it that you are this big, powerful dog that can run so fast and yet you can't catch this small but timid rabbit? And the dog said, the answer really is simple. You see, I am running for my dinner, but the rabbit is running for his life. You see, his commitment to save his life is stronger than my desire for dinner. Friends, commitment is what we lack today in the 21st century to move the church forward. It is commitment. For commitment's sake, the church will move forward. To move in its mission, we have to be focused on Christ and we have to be committed, not halfway, not a little bit, but 100% because we're running to save our life. Now the second thing Jesus declared is that His church would be a proactive church. Remember the words in the Scripture. The gates of Hades or the gates of hell shall not prevail. Notice that. The gates shall not prevail against who? Against us. As we invade the very places of evil. So the question then is, why, why does Jesus Christ want His church to be proactive? Why does He want it to be building and attacking evil? Because there is opposition. Because there will be opposition. You see, if you desire to walk in the ways of Jesus Christ, opposition will come. But if you're safe, asleep in the arms of the evil one, opposition won't come. Opposition comes when you are committed to Jesus Christ. And Jesus wanted to remind His disciples, don't worry, I am building my church and my church can prevail against the gates of hell. The Apostle Paul that Rochelle referred to, Mr. Paul, <laughs> described the Christian life as one of striving and running and wrestling and fighting. So what might hinder us from being proactive? The lack of courage. The lack of courage. We need courage to say no when the world says yes. We need courage to speak out against injustice. We need courage to do the right things. It takes courage, you young folks here, to be honest in a dishonest world. It takes courage to stick to our convictions when the world says that we should abandon our values. It's important for us to remember that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. We don't have to be swayed, afraid, or dismayed because the Lord is with us and the church He's building is progressing even against the gates of hell. I love history. There's a story about Napoleon 
who as you may or may not know history, he conquered the known uh, European world at the time. He was up against an army larger than himself, twice as big, in fact, than his army in one of his battles. His generals, his lieutenants, they were very apprehensive. They expected to hear the drummer sound out, fall back, retreat. But instead, and this is why he won so many battles, Napoleon looked at the enemy and then gave out the order to the drummer boy, sound a charge forward. Forward, not backwards. Forward. Jesus Christ has already sounded the charge forward. And His promise to us that the gates of hell shall not prevail it reminds us that we need to be going forward, not backwards, not retreating, not giving in, but having courage to move the church forward. Now finally, the last thing I want to show you real fast in this Scripture is this. Jesus declared also something very, very important for us to hear, I think, today. He declared that His church that He was building that was proactive, that was moving forward, had a great responsibility. He said, I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom. The church has been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. The church has been given the authority to proclaim the truth to a lost world and to declare salvation. The church has been entrusted with God's holy word and God's Spirit. The church must be courageous today. The church must reveal the truth to a lost world. So what can keep us from doing that? If we don't take up the challenge. If we don't take up the challenge. Church, we have been given the authority. We have been given the responsibility the challenge is before us. Jesus revealed in those few Scripture words there His desire and purpose for His church. And He's been building it and progressing it and moving it forward ever since. And we're either part of it or we're not. Jesus requires all His disciples, I do believe, to do these things. To be committed, to be courageous, and to be, to take up the challenge to be acting always upon the precepts of Christ in this world. So, that's Jesus' desire for you and me. Do we have the same desire? Are we progressing? Is our church courageous in its stands? Are we taking up the challenge before us in our individual? personal and collective life. Will we do it? Will we take it up in our day? Will we continue what the church has done for 2,000 years? Amen. Let's stand and affirm our faith. Let us join our voices in this affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, 
to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and let our ushers come forward at this time as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
with us, please?